go round and round, round and round, 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 round and round. round. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Hello, shit. everyone, and welcome to the indie film wheel view <laughs> review. We're going to review some independent films about wheels. Go figure. <laughs> I am Dan. I can't as how always. organic that was. <laughs> I know. That we just both simultaneously did that. We are psychotic. We are not psychic. We are psychotic. psychotic. Um, please put us away. Uh, my name is Dan, and I am with you. We're gonna, and I'm with you, Jared, and and the listeners. Oh, if boy. I can just talk, see, this is why you introduced the show. <laughs> my name is Jared. I'm also with you, Dan. Jared, um. We review independent films here, but today is a special occasion. That's right. What was the special occasion? We reviewed the Sacramento Comedy Spot Short Film Awards. It is a local event going on here. It's the Short first film annual... festival, not the awards, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's local where I am. I, I, I mean, I just, I really like them. And I decided like, hey, let's, let's cover their stuff because they're doing short films. We like short films. There are some things I would like to talk about before we get into it. May I mean, this is going to be throughout it. So when we got the tickets to see it, I thought that we were going to be able to view these films later on after airing. And that was the original intention. You know, to give it a fair shake. Yes, because Watch I wanted to go back. I wanted to... Plus, like, this happened a couple weeks ago. I wanted to go back and review the ones I wanted to critique more or give more praise to the ones that I mm -hmm. liked a lot and really go in depth on these things. And we're going to try our best on that. But like Dan said, it's been a few weeks. And since we can't go back and view them again, it's going to be tough. And the reason we can't do that, Dan, copyright music. So Ooh. some filmmakers use copyright music and it completely shit canned the, the stream to YouTube videos. They got taken down immediately. The first step in in improving this film festival would be to make that part of the rule set like just be careful with what you uh use in terms of um what yes. music because uh, you really have to be careful with um just music in general because you you honestly have no idea what is copywritten and what is not mm -hmm. i mean because like for every short film i do i would want to play stairway to heaven from start to finish exactly I don't think it was. I don't think it was Stairway to Heaven that did that. I, I honestly, <laughs> no, I'm just I honestly think it was um, Debussy. Um, somebody played Claire de Lune in one of their films, oh. and I, I, I think that might have been it. It could yeah, have been yeah. something else, but uh, the one, the one uh, song that I recognized was from Debussy. Uh, from <laughs> what is Debussy? <laughs> That's the name of the guy who composed Claire de Lune. Oh, okay. It's, it's supposed wow. to be Debussy, D-E-B-U-S-S-Y, but mm. everybody calls him Debussy. <laughs> Is this like a share thing I don't get? I don't know. No, it's a uh, family guy. Anyway. Oh. A man of culture, I see. <laughs> we, I know, right? We watched, um, we watched both blocks. There was a two-hour block and there was a three-hour block over a weekend. Yes. I tried hard to stay up because it was late in my area. Yeah, your time zone is, you're about three hours ahead of me. So, uh, Dan, I really appreciate you being a trooper. I did not expect you to, like, stay up and see, like, all of them. I know you saw, like, 90%, right? Yeah, I wanted to give it a fair shake, so. That's good. 
so yeah, I mean, we're throughout this, we're gonna we're gonna be critiquing the films and kind of thinking of ways that we can uh, hopefully improve this short film festival for the future because they asked us to do it, Dan, not because we're being assholes. Well, I mean, do you want to cover? We like, were specifically do you, asked. Do you want yeah. to? Do you want to cover the the structure of the festival first before we get yeah, into films? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So I used to be part of a short film festival. I was a screener where um, I was the one who actually went through all of the films and well, you know, hundreds of fucking die. I know, right? But, you know, you got hundreds upon hundreds of films and, like, they all come in you have to watch them. And then I am the one who votes to see which one goes into a program. And this is a bigger film festival than the SAC Film Festival. But I feel like we can take some cues from it. So there was, um, like I said, there's a two-hour block and a three-hour block. In the middle of that three-hour block, I had to go to the bathroom. So maybe if, like, for the longer ones, if you have, like, a bunch of submissions and you have to have a three-hour block, maybe do an intermission. Or do blocks throughout the day. Like, and this is the first time, I think, that they did this, right? Yes. So um, maybe if you have more participation next time and you have more films, you can do, like, hour, hour and a half long blocks throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And, like, maybe categorize them accordingly I, I don't know well they're all kind of comedy and they they all had to do, uh, maybe not yeah know. because because the comedy film spot is a comedy uh uh improv stand-up place that's kind of what they were going for mm. um i and i didn't necessarily think that the films had to be comedic though i thought it was just like oh it's a fun short film challenge some so of them how it works yeah, some of them were not comedies, and I, 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 like, I wasn't judging them based on did this make me laugh or not. That wasn't really the thing I was going into. But how it works is, you get thirty days from a starting point to make a film, and the starting and point is basically they give you a word, a concept that you have to include in your film. This year it was wheels. Yeah, so this year they were like, okay, you must incorporate wheels into the concept. I think. Uh, some people did an excellent job with that. Some people uh, <laughs> mocked that idea yeah, openly and put it in their films, which was kind of fun in its own way. And there was also an award ceremony at the end, which I thought was really cool. I just don't think was executed very well because how the awards work, Dan, because I think you had to go to sleep by yeah. then, which I totally get. But they handed out awards to like one award category best production value you know instead of it to be like okay here's the nominees and then here's the winner it they hand it, it's like five or six awards so it's mm. like all these people won it and I, I don't know how do you feel about that i like i didn't like it uh, i don't like that either i like giving like okay here are the nominations of people we think had good production yeah. and then here's the winner you mm. know what i mean like this person is the winner and because i was sitting there writing my little fingies off trying to write every single winner and what happened <laughs> and what they won and um I wanted to make a bigger deal about going through these, but because I can't go and review them again, and I, you know, I missed a few. It's uh, it's strange. There are some fun ones now. Very much so. Well, to preface this, Jared, I, I feel like we haven't necessarily talked about, you know, the elephant in the room yet. Yes, they had to do a film about wheels. Yes, they had to do or incorporate wheels. Yes, they had to do it in 30 days. But the draw of this festival, and they kept repeating this, um, the guy who ran the festival, is some of these people did not have no experience making films. Yes. Other people have made a couple films. So like a yeah. lot of the films we watch were you can tell like it was probably their first foray into making a film, which and is some so of them cool. did really well with it. And then others like, you know, it was it, we were hopping along with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's really neat. I think it's really neat too. It was I a like great experience. The, yeah, the the support of having a cool venue to like throw your film out there and get feedback and have people watch it. It's a really fun experience. Mm-hmm. And I love watching amateur filmmakers do stuff. And like, that's the whole point of this show. So that's why I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. watch these. This will be fun. And it was fun. So anyways, without further ado, there's probably more stuff that'll come up. But um, why don't we cover some of these films, Dan? Okay. 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 So uh, you pick a film from the first day, and then I'll pick one. So I have two films that I want to talk about the first day. Okay. I said pick one, I know. Dan. It's it's a tough – it's a toss-up. Okay. We'll do – we'll just one for now. Okay. Um, canceled. I liked Canceled a lot. I think the acting was very strong in it. Tell us what Cancelled is about. Cancelled is about a stoner who writes a tweet that draws him and his friend into extraterrestrial conflict. Nice. Oh, and I want to preface this too. So we're just going to go by the uh, the premiere schedule on who who is the main star or director of these films. Some of them um, I noticed like during when we would watch it, it would be like, hey, this film is like, here's the name of the film and here's who directed it. That the schedule was different from who they were saying directed mm-hmm. it or who. So I apologize if, because it says Luke, Luke Soyne. It actually doesn't even say who he is. It doesn't say he's if he's the director or not. That would no, it, too. it's directed by Luke Soyne, I think. Okay, so yes. Um, but other ones, it's a little more vague. So we'll try to give credit where credit's due. That's another thing I think they could be a, a clarify a bit more on like whose baby is whose. You know what I mean? Whose like, baby I, is who? Is this your baby? Yeah. So we have um, we have canceled. Canceled had um, like I said, good acting. I love the alien design. Um, they were blue. They looked like blue man group basically. Yeah, yeah. They just had guys that that they painted. It was uh, practical effects. Loved it. <laughs> there were like a lot of good quote like um. One of the aliens was like, that was back when this planet was sexy as fuck. Or planet. Oh, planet the, was sexy With the dinosaurs. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. But um, the, <laughs> the best gag in terms of comedy, one of the characters started singing Wheel in the Sky by Journey. <gasps> it got That got stuck in my head for so long. That made God, that got stuck so in my head for much. so long. <laughs> Wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Oh, our show got <laughs> yep. muted. Copyright. Sorry, bud. Sorry about it. Here, let me let me check out some of my notes. Um, I wrote amazing so far. Love it. There's there's something great about this like silly stoner comedy because mm-hmm. the the source material of them just being stupid stoners is like so silly and lowbrow, but the the actual like production and the shots mm-hmm. and the sequences and the editing and the and everything about it was so high quality. I was like, I love the contrast of like how well this film is made. To like how stupid this premise is, <laughs> and I thought they did such a good job. Uh, I was I was really um, just pulled into the film just from the different uh, shot sequences that they were doing. Oh, one of my one of the lines I liked a lot too was uh, this guy's friend was like, "Man, fucking white people are just killing everybody," or something something to that effect. And his white friend's like, "I never killed anyone." He's like, "You will." <laughs> And it's so true. We will kill people eventually. Unintentionally. Your turn to pick a film. All right. So one of the films I want to talk about is Wheels of Justice by Love Horrors. 
uh, Alicia Davis, Morgan Anderson, and Emily Peterson. I believe they do a podcast called Love Horrors, which I want to check out because these ladies are awesome. See, now here's here's the deal. This is where the first um, night I had checked out. The last one I had watched um, was the the one with the French title. So I completely missed the last four movies in this block. Dang, so you didn't get to see Wheels of Justice? No. Oh, you suck. All right. Rowdy, Peace, and Justice, those are their character names, Mm -hmm. will stop at nothing to get their stolen bike back from a beautiful thief. A beautiful thief. (laughs) I think the thief had, like, long hair or something. I don't know. Uh, So the deal was these three buffoons... All think that they're that this one lady's bike was stolen, so they go on a quest to get it, right? But then the big twist at the end is like the bike was there the whole time, or so like she just like <laughs> didn't realize that her bike was just somewhere else, like slightly off screen or whatever. So they beat the crap out of this guy and shave his head Jesus and Christ. steal his bike. Yeah. <laughs> but the best part about it, so like I, I thought I thought the camera work was was good. Uh, and and the comedy was hilarious. Like, there's one point where uh, two of the characters are they're in this guy's backyard who they think has the bicycle, and they take these pink flamingos and they're using them as dicks and they're sword fighting with the pink flamingos. <laughs> it's like dumb shit we used to do when we made uh, our like our dumb things, our yeah. dumb films to like entertain ourselves. But their film is a step higher because I mean they're not just doing a film to make themselves laugh. Well, they probably are, but it's also elevated to where they're thinking about. Audience. How is the audience going to yeah. view this? Yes. How is a broader audience going to take this in? Uh, it Will it be palatable to them? But yeah, I just want to give huge props to uh, to this film, Wheels of Justice. It was so funny. Very entertaining. I'm going to check out Love Horrors. Uh, I don't I even care what the podcast is about because uh, I just want to support this group of uh, entertainers. They're entertainers. wonderful. Uh, yeah, another film I wanted to speak about is Who Done It by Eric Sanderson. Who Donut. Who Donut, duh. Thank you, Dan, for correcting me. Uh, Dan, do you want to talk about this movie? Yeah, Petty Squabbles, Office Tantrum, Poison Donuts. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> so I believe this film is directed by Eric Sanderson. Yes. And it is shot by Eric Sanderson. And it stars Eric Sanderson in multiple roles. He did such a good job tackling each one of the roles. So he won a special effects award. Really? And um, I agree because first you're like, wait a minute, special effects? What special effects are in this movie? He plays every character. And he has himself in the scene with other characters and it's yeah, seamless. It's awesome. You can't even tell. And I mean, like, like when he plays like the old lady, it looks really silly. Right? Like he's mm. got the big goofy wig on. It's kind of played for laughs. But some of the other characters, like when he plays like the snooty yeah, yeah, yeah. guy who dies or when he plays the other woman, um, they legit look like other characters. Like I couldn't tell if it was him or not. Did you did you also feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. And and the 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 thing that you were talking about, how he um kind of integrated himself into um the same area as you know, himself as another character reminded me a lot of uh, Maya Darren and her early work. It it was it, I don't know it like it took me by surprise for sure. It was pretty cool, and I mean he's like strong Eddie Murphy vibes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's oh, doing yeah. the Norbit clumps or, or something. I like that a lot. Professor. And you know it's like, hey, I want to make this short film. I don't have actors that I can hire. I only have thirty days. What can I do? 
And this guy had such like ingenuity to do this. And I, I thought it was so clever. And he had he had this like small little office space. And I thought he did such a good job with like the resources that he had and um, his acting too. I mean, I thought for the old lady, it was way too over the top. But mm -hmm. again, I think that was on purpose. But for the rest of it, I was like, man, he really feels like these other characters. He's doing such a good job. So far, Who Done It definitely won some awards. Uh, I, I believe Wheels of Justice also won some awards. Uh, what was the other film that we talked about? Cancel. Oh, yeah, Canceled. I don't know if Cancel. I mean, oh, yeah, Cancel won a cre uh, Creativity Award. Um, honestly, I feel like Cancel should have won way more awards. Creativity Award at a 30-day film festival seems like a cop. I, I don't know. I was going to say a cop-out. Because creativity is so subjective, and I, I could honestly like say each one of the ones that I watched was was creative. Well, I think part of the gag was there are some um, very subjective awards. Like one of them was cutest film. One of them was best penis acronym, which of course would go to Adobo Hose, yeah. which we will talk about. You know, like there's I like the silly stuff like that, or like best use of cats Did. because <laughs> there's a huge cats theme throughout this entire festival, which was very strange well, yeah. but also very funny. Question: Did New and yeah. Me win uh, cutest film? Uh, let's no, it was The Boys. Really? Oh, I didn't see The Boys. So New and Me really quickly was it, it's it's low production value, but it has such a brilliant premise. Um, it's basically about a husband and wife who are separated by it says circumstance in the the plot description, but the wife has this fantasy that she can't get over, which is Keanu Reeves. And she forces her husband to wear this Keanu Reeves wig and they act out, they act up famous scenes from famous Keanu Reeves movies together yeah. over Skype. And it's so funny. Like they, they, they start with speed. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching right now? <laughs> my wife, I was watching this with my wife and she was like, I don't know any of these references. Oh my God. You got to get her on speed. And bro. I said, um, honey, you're a loser. That's the point break one was really funny where he, He's shot the gun up in the air. Yes. <laughs> I got like 90% of the references, so I'm pretty proud of myself. Uh, well, here's a quick critique on that, right? So I like this movie. I'm I'm also glad that because at first it was just two people on a Zoom call. I'm glad mm -hmm. it actually broke away yeah, from that too. and showed us some other different shots because there wasn't a lot really shot-wise that we could talk about during that uh, film up until then. My issue was I was confused as to... I wish they would have established that they were in a long distance relationship and mm -hmm. that he was at work, you know, like, you know, oh, honey, I want to be home with you and spend time with you, but I'm on the road, blah, blah, blah. That should have been more of a conflict within mm -hmm. the film. And then we could have built more towards them coming together at the end where they like sit on the swing set dressed as Bill and Ted. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like if there was a little more of a story with that, it felt like more about let's just do these silly references and Less about an overarching plot. I feel like that was kind of a theme in, in all this. Like a lot of the conflicts seemed inconsequential and it was hard to like engage in that kind of narrative because the comedy was the fulcrum, whereas yeah. the narrative was not. So I, maybe just something for, for anybody who is, is a filmmaker and, you know, it's their first time out. Like narrative by default is a very engaging form of information. Like we as human beings like to organize information and we do it in lists. We do it in reports. We do it every fucking day. But mm -hmm. that's what makes film so special is because, you know, narrative is how we digest it. 
And if you foreground the narrative, then you're pretty much set on, you know, having somebody engaged in what you have to say. So before we move on to day two, uh, there are definitely some pretty cool movies from day one that uh, we just we just I don't know if we have enough time to talk about all of them. Um, but I wanted to talk just what, like a generic thing about like a lot of these movies that I was seeing is hard cuts. Mm. So a hard cut is where you're taking the audio and the video and you are com- like abruptly cutting yeah. to the next scene. And a lot of the times you don't want to do that for every single it's scene. Jarring. It's, it's very distracting and jarring. Yes. Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to do transition cuts, L cuts, J cuts, stuff like that, where it's like, okay, I have this scene of some audio playing or maybe someone's talking and then the audio will lead and then the images of the next scene will come. Like a sound bridge. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is that what's called sound bridge? Mm -hmm. And then what's the, what is it called when you do a a, a video bridge? Is that it? Like, you know what I mean? So you could do like a dissolve. So you could do it either way where you can ease someone into what the next scene is going to be. And sometimes it's within the same shot, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you're doing like a back and forth shot, you don't have to always abruptly cut back and forth. And just another thing I would I would think about is when you're making these films is if you want to make your scene more interesting, think about coverage and think about, okay, I have two people talking. Maybe they're sitting down at, at a table, right? And you're like, all right, so I have like two over-the-shoulder shots going. Um, make these two actors – I know it's this is more work, but have them deliver their lines. One where it's completely over the sho- shoulder, so you're catching uh, – someone's reaction to everything then shoot the exact same scene move the camera somewhere else move Mm -hmm. it so that it's further away you have a wide shot uh bring it back in um you know and just like so then you have total coverage of of uh these two characters think about placing the camera in weird spots and then having them just keep doing the scene over and over and over again so then you can you can make a, a scene of two people sitting at a diner way more dynamic instead of just like a back and forth two camera yeah. over the shoulder, you know, because, uh, uh, I mean, doing a scene of just two people talking is probably one of the hardest scenes to make interesting. Mm-hmm. But y- well, there I mean, are definitely just, ways to You want to always have variety. You want to find ways to engage the the visual sense, really. That, that's, that's really what cinema is, is just constant stimulation of your eyes. So if you're if you're just going back and forth in a shot reverse shot, it gets perfunctory after a while, and it's not necessarily the most fun thing to watch. So you just find more creative ways to 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 get around it. And like like we said, a lot of these people it's their first time, so I, you can't fault them for that. Or it, even if they aren't, you know, filmmakers. Dan, I can fault them, and I'm telling them that they're wrong. And what I'm saying is correct. <laughs> no, that's why, like, this is constructive criticism. Exactly. Okay? I feel like if you do, like, some of these basic things, your film can jump ten times better. Ten times better. You can, if you're, if you're really interested in making a, uh, a film that is engaging. Because you could take the simplest of plots and just by using your camera and getting more coverage of a scene, you can turn something as mundane as, like... Like I said, just uh, a couple of people standing around talking and making it so engaging. But Here, go ahead. Here's, here's, some, here's something to think about. If you are going to be part of this and you've never made a film before, start asking around your, you know, your resources, whoever's going to be helping you make this film, and have one person like study editing just for like two weeks. You have 30 days, so two weeks will be half of that. 
and like just have them. Well, now they have all the time in the world. Exactly. Like, if they want to get ready for yeah, next year or whatever. Start learning Final Cut. Start le- learning the basics. Like I, I, I use Final Cut all the time, and there's there's no way I know everything there is to know about Final Cut. It's an expansive program, but I know the inner workings of it, and I know how to do the cuts, and I know how to. Um, what's what's important is experimentation because that's how you really get those those transitions that you're talking about. It's like just what if I do this? What if I do this? And the more you experiment with it, the better. Another thing I would say is so free music, right? Use like public domain music. Use there are so or many Creative Commons music. Like I found yeah. that you can just type in CC music for movies, and the, so many things pop up. It's it's there, there's musicians who actually do you favors. It's great. And all they want is just credit. There are so many creative artists out there who are putting their music out and they just want people to hear their music and they will let you just give them a credit in, in your film and mm-hmm. be like, yeah, you can use my music. Go for it. And I, I mean, like anytime I need free music, I go to YouTube, right? And I, I just type in like free music, whatever, and like jazz or something. And I'll, I'll find a guy. I'm like, this is amazing. And it's like in the comments, he's like, oh, yeah, just, you know. Just say who this is from or use it for whatever project you want. So there's tons of stuff out there you can use without having to do copyright. Sorry if I'm, this is like a dead horse I'm beating. I apologize. <laughs> well, I mean, and I get that sometimes like you have a very specific song in mind. So it, it's, 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 it's a toss up really. Jerry, let's get into the second block. Sure. Let's do it. What do you want to talk about first? Why don't we talk about loading? Cause I think you had some interesting uh, things you want to speak about. Okay, so loading is um, Jeremy just wanted to watch a funny video on the internet. So basically, he he goes to watch a video and then he gets that little loading circle, that wheel, if you will, um, and it just won't go away. Everything he does, it starts popping up. Like the orange juice that he gets has a loading. A pretty screen. clever idea, a very right? clever idea. But the issue with this film, and it's only one issue, was the audio mix was so quiet. Mm. it was Mm -hmm. very hard to hear anything and i don't know why that is i don't have any right like i don't know why that that had happened like it might have been something that was unintentional i mean i'm assuming it was unintentional but like it might have been something that was not caught until the very end and he couldn't do anything about it that's what i meant yeah so zexy banditos uh, made this film. I'm not sure if they're like a YouTube or they're just like, I, I don't know. It's a cool name. But um, so loading, I enjoyed it. Yes. But yeah, I, it was hard to follow because I couldn't hear a lot of the dialogue mm-hmm. and I had to kind of piece some things together myself. A lot of that audio stuff, while you you might not be able to salvage it 100%, you again, if you put it in Reaper or some of these other programs, even like Audacity, um, and you just took the audio of it, and put it in audacity you could uh compress it so compression would really really help and another thing that really helps and again this is you know i we know we know you're amateur filmmakers so don't don't be upset with this but um what is it double double rainbow oh my god no not double rainbow oh my god um (laughs) fuck it's called double something but basically it's it's the concept that you film um, and record separately. Like it's the practice for cameras, like film cameras that don't have microphones on them. So you want to have a separate microphone that takes the audio at the same time, because that's how you get the clearest audio. Yes. I mean, the number one rule when making a film is you do not want to use, like if you have a camera, you do not want to use the audio that is coming from your camera. You want to use 
you want to use a boom mic or you want to use uh, a, a pistol grip microphone, mm. like something where you it can be separate so that you can get room tone that uh, you can get in there and and get as close as you possibly can without getting the the uh, or like a lavalier too would even mm. work. Uh, you you want to get in there without uh, disrupting the scene with the mic. But again, these are amateur filmmakers, so I'm a totally like rules are also meant to be broken too. Like, Absolutely. If you want to make a film with your fucking iPhone. You can make dude, an amazing film with your there, iPhone. Dude, I've is, seen them. Have you seen Tangerine? I know about it. Tangerine was shot completely on iPhone 5s. It's fucking amazing. And the film is, I've heard it's really good. Really so, good. like, you don't have to do, like, because then you're like, oh, okay, Jared, wow. Big, big fucking uh, money pockets Jared over here saying I need to get a boom mic. Yeah, <laughs> like, big I don't have that money pockets money. Jared saying you need to get an iPhone, bro. Those <laughs> things are like $6,000. Jesus. <laughs> You don't have to do any of this stuff. Like, uh, again, just like through simple compression, you can fix a lot of the audio issues. Or but what you can do is like, okay, say I have like this little camcorder thing or whatever I'm recording. You you get the um the shot, and then you get in closer and just record audio on the same do thing. Do the audio right? in a sound just ADR it, man. Automatic dialogue. Yeah, or you could ADR the shit out of it. I think it's called like pickups or uh, mm-hmm. I forget the actual te- technical term for it. Wild shots, something like that. Wow. You can really go in and and uh, and catch a lot of this stuff later on after you've gotten the uh, the video. But yeah, um, a really fun premise. Uh, I thought it was really cute. <laughs> and uh, I love the creativity for a lot of these with the wheel stuff. I thought it was fun. And the other thing, in, in not necessarily harping on loading per se, I think loading might have been part of this, but a lot of these films remember that well, I don't because I'm not a comedian and I'm sure a lot of these people who are like they're frequent flyers at the sat comedy club in terms of just being comedians on stage. So I'm sure I think some of them, some of them are part of uh, like the improv scene. Yeah, that's what I mean there. And then some of them are uh, amateurs from all over. So I think, like even like different states and countries and stuff. I don't want to step on anybody who's like in comedic on their shoes. But no, Dan, I, tell them their shit. Tell them their shit at comedy and that you're better what than them. The running theme that I saw a lot of these films are is the, um, the comedy can only go so far before it gets monotonous. You know what I mean? Mm. Like learn to cut it when the joke is ripe. Well, perfect example is running gag. Oh my god, running gag, right? This this is a perfect lead-in. So like, there's a lot of people who had very good premises, but no, like, I only have this good idea, and now I have nine more minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe if this is like a three-minute thing, okay. But it you can only take the gag so far, and that is a perfect example with running gag, where a guy goes on a run and everything everything in the in his life is being card titled or whatever, yeah. where it's like featuring the picture from blah, blah, blah. And it was funny and like interesting, but then it's like, it's, it kept going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, we gotta, we, we need to get to that punchline. <laughs> but then by the end of the movie, you're like, Oh, that was the punchline. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was cute and a yeah. really fun idea. Again, I just feel like it went on for too long. Well, that could have been like a, it could have been saved by a longer um, movie. Like maybe if it was a 30 minute movie and there was more to it and that was just mm-hmm. like, you know, the first 10 minutes is the running gag. And then the last 10 minutes or last tw- 20 minutes or something else. I honestly think it could have been, I mean, 
who am I to fucking go in and like rewrite everyone's goddamn films? Know, but whatever. Right? I guess that's kind of what we're doing. Uh, he could have done that that fun bit for maybe like two or three minutes and then have something happen in the middle and then tie it all together again where those title cards come back. It's almost like a, mm. a like a looming threat of like he's running from them. Like he doesn't want it to happen. Like, oh, oh my God, like they're all chasing him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like trying to enjoy his run. He's like, this is out of control. But he does get poisoned by like a Tonka truck. So that's kind of fun. Now, Jared, um, I was not expecting to see a film like this one in the festival. The one I'm about to talk about is called The Runner by Derek Dawn. Yeah. And it says a man and his cat get more than they expected while searching for their runaway car tire. A story told in eight independently directed parts. So, this was a really fun idea. I love this. And I 100% so, support this. Yeah, Derek I want to see more of it. Derek Don basically, he's like, okay, I came up with the premise, but then I gave it to eight of my friends to direct. And each mm. one of them direct a new scene. And it's fucking brilliant. Because some of them take it to crazy town really quick. <laughs> There was like Godzilla, yeah. and like dinosaurs, like in a bar. That was awesome. So I'm wondering if one person makes the scene and then the other person watches the scene, and like, okay, I have to continue the story. Yeah, that's exactly or what was happens. the story already laid out. No, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, they they um, get this scene. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it was written like out. you have to hit these beats. I yeah. don't know. But it, I thought it was fun that at one point, it, so it's like a guy and his cat and they have to go find the tire because the tires run away. And the cat in one of the uh, shorts starts talking. And then, and then for the rest of the, yeah. the other films, the cat can now talk. And I'm like, well, this is a really good move having the cat talk because now you have two people who can bounce dialogue mm -hmm. off of each other. That's very, very helpful. And of course, I support any cat that wants to talk. We all know cats can talk. But they just choose not to or because cat they... acting, cacting, cacting. Yes, excellent cacting in this. Uh, I just feel like cats are above us as humans, and for the most part, they don't like to talk to us Absolutely. because they view us as subhuman. One of my favorite parts is in that in that film was it, 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 it the sock it, like, puppets. Was it the sock puppet one? Oh no, the sock puppet one was great. No, it was the one of the dude who was just reading. Like he he's like in a fancy Hugh Hefner robe. <gasps> the storybook thing, yes. yeah. Oh, that was so good. No, that now that I remember it, the sock puppets was hilarious because she's like how mad she was getting. She was she's just like, like, doesn't I don't want to do this fucking film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> like, you're wasting my fucking time. I, I have uh, so many other things I want to be doing with fucking sock puppets. So good. So then the the other guy was doing um he was doing gun porn. He was dis uh, describing them. Uh, loading up with these guns to go, like, I don't know, infiltrate some base to save the tire. But how he described it was, like, the shaft was long. And, like, the the, the cat, <laughs> the pussy licked the... It was, like, ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Very good. Very clever. I loved it. I was just floored by the fact that it was so creative in that way. I'll give it ten comedy, comedy laughs and uh, three popcorns. How many sodas would you give it, Dan? I would give it three and a half pops. Okay. Of soda? Of soda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Soda pop. Yeah, I get it. No, I don't call I I'm not a fucking psychopath who calls pop soda. I mean soda pop. Oh, thank God. W thank wait, God. Wait, what? <laughs> huh? Pop soda? Uh, all right. Let's talk about something else. Because that's you what I think. So the next film we're going to talk about is Jesus Take the Wheel by Jasmine Gilbert. 
Gilgert, my apologies. A young woman tries to change her ways only to find herself under attack. So this is another one. Holy shit. <laughs> this this movie is very experimental. This is this one definitely reminded me of Maya Darren. Like you can tell that she took some of Maya Darren's shots from Meshes of the Afternoon and like kind of refurbished them for her own purposes. It was like a really mm. weird music video at first too. Um and then it has a lot of cool editing. Yeah, I like this. I like how fucking weird it was. Mm. Um I wish there was I mean, there was definitely a story there. I wish there was a block specifically for movies like this. Like, just strange, yeah, experimental, experimental yeah. things. I, I don't like how the ending was like, oh, it was just all a dream. That's not a mm -hmm. great way to end yeah, your no, film. It's, it's... But the rest of it of, like, her... There's, like, two different versions of this lady. And one is, like, killing the other. And... That's very from Meshes of the Afternoon. Like that is Is it? Is taken, it? Okay. I, I'll I will show you Meshes of the Afternoon. It's only 15 minutes long. I'll send it to you. Interesting. And um I loved she does a lot with um cutting frames out. Mhm. Mm of uh the I, I'm not sure how many frames this was filmed filmed per second, but there's a technique where you can like film at a, a slower or, or um you film at a slower speed and you just double the frames over yeah. and over again until you get whatever frames that you want so say like you film at like four per second i don't know if that was the exact technique used here it might have just been jump cuts really fast jump cuts over and over again um either way it was fun because like she'd be walking forward then back back forward and then it was like going all over the place and i i like that idea i like the weird song in it mm -hmm. I, which I think was done by or performed by her as well. Yes, absolutely. And it was just, it, it was very dreamlike. It, it was freaky. It made me feel weird. And that's what films should do. <laughs> like it gave you an emotion. Absolutely. It made you feel something. And not all films have to have a story or like, you know, sometimes they're just there to make you feel something. And this definitely worked. What do you, what do you think, Dan? Well, it was, it was definitely the most experimental film. Like you can tell, like, I feel like if anything, this girl probably has the most experience making film just based on what her film looked like. Cause she was not afraid to make or to take chances. She was not afraid to um, just experiment with the medium itself. Like you were saying that editing technique that she used very contemporary in terms of uh, just experimentation. It was, it's, yeah. it's been a while since I've seen an experimental film done in that way. Pretty cool stuff here. Super strange, <laughs> but I liked it. I liked it. Uh, okay, so, Dan, would you like to talk about another film? I guess the one that I, I, I should talk about is the one I remember the most, which would be um, And the Winner Is by Michelle Veen. Yeah. So And the Winner Is is it, um, a beautiful, mysterious woman that's not crazy, gets by with a little help from her friends. Basically, it's a meta film in which she's like, Hey, I have to make a film in 30 days. What am I going to do? And she tries to get all of her friends to help, but it's mm -hmm. a silent film. It's shot in black and white with inner titles. And, um, she, she, you can tell that she has a very, very special love of film. Like she, she hit all the silent film beats very well. Um, there was a scene where she blatantly rips off Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which made <laughs> me laugh so much. And you could tell it was too. really, it was really cute and funny. Yeah. It was very it. cute and funny. Not like, the production, like, you can tell, like, this is one of the person that, like, I got to make a film, so let's do it. And, like, all the love got poured into it, and it was wonderful. Uh, I like the end of her on roller skates with a knife stabbing a man. 
<laughs> that was good. I agree. Then another one that I wanted to talk about, talk about very briefly is the Wheel of Destiny, simply because I think it was um, the character of the the wizard in this one. It, he was the best actor of the entire festival. It, he, Wheel of Destiny? He, he was wonderful. Like, basically, so this woman, she's a screw-up, and she wakes up from a hangover to find out that she drunk-summoned a wizard <laughs> who tells her to go on a quest to to fix the Wheel of Destiny. But the wizard is so good. He was my favorite part of that movie. This was done by Marco Cabote. Yeah, um, this film was super great. It, I think it won a, a lot of awards as well. Everyone in this, like, the lead is amazing. The wizard's really funny. The wizard's the best. <laughs> Because he's so chipper. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this this film had a lot of uh, had a lot of motion with like the the actors and a lot of a lot of really great shots. Um, it was very engaging, uh, very very easy to follow. The camera really um, pushed the story along without you getting too bored with any one scene. And uh, the writing, I would say, the writing was the best in mm-hmm. the Wheel of Destiny for sure. I believe the creator of this does a lot of sketch writing. Probably. So a lot of that, he flexed hard in this. Oh, flexed it hard, flexed ooh, them ooh, sketches. My writing muscle's so big. <laughs> it's like my right bicep because I bowl. Don't forget that tricep, baby. Ooh. I'm actually doing this for Dan <laughs> on the camera. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really have too much to say other than it was uh, excellent. No, that's why I, I just wanted to bring up the fact that he was a great actor. All right, let's talk about let's talk about Bike Boy. I said that like I was gonna shit all over Bike Boy. I'm not. I actually liked Bike Boy a lot. <laughs> I don't know why, guys. We need to talk about Bike Boy. This was uh, uh Robert Living's Futures Explored. Uh, I guess that's like his like production company. I think. Um, but yeah, I thought this one was like funded by by like a, a company or a, a nonprofit that uh, helps out. Um, people with disabilities i think i read oh okay i don't remember robert decides to bike a bike not knowing the roller coaster of emotions it's going to lead to are we talking about the same film though yeah so like this was like this dude who was like hey i'm getting a bike yay no at the beginning there was like a, a a card that said like funded by this oh really cool 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 so this movie was really funny. Yeah, no. And I, I loved a lot of the camera work of him, like whenever he would freak out and he, like the roller coaster, literally of emotions that he was going through. It says in here, that is not a joke. How seriously he takes deciding to get a bike mm-hmm. and like telling his mom, his mom's like, I'm so proud of you. You're going to get it back. I thought you were a failure. That shit was so <laughs> funny to me. And when the delivery guy shows up, I love the close ups of him mm-hmm. with like the package and everything. It was like, you're really getting like this strange mania of him. And the fact that the bike comes in a little tiny Amazon package. <laughs> yeah, it's like a super <laughs> tiny little box. That was great. And he's like, yay, I got the bike. And it's just like hard cut. It's over. And like, we don't even get to see him ride the bike. It's so dumb. But like I said, there's these metal stings in there that are just like so well placed. That might have been what was was uh, uh, copyrighted. I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe. But I, I like the parts where it was the camera was being like held outwards and mm-hmm. faced towards the uh, the subject. And he's kind of like, ah, ah, ah. that was really good. It's, it's a really good use of okay, I don't have a lot of places to shoot this scene. I'll just do it in my house. And just like such a good use of utilizing the space that you already have. Really enjoyed it. That was funny. 
And I mean, this movie was probably made with zero, zero dollars and it was still pretty enjoyable yeah. and strange. It gave me like Pee Wee Herman vibes. I, I wrote that down. I wrote See? that down. See? I said Pee Wee Herman vibes. Yo, dude. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dan, is there another movie I'm going to talk about um, as we wind down? Well, there was that penis joke in Adobo Hose. Penis joke in Adobo Hose. Ava Tong wrote Adobo Hose is about a, a retired roller derby um, team made completely of Asian American women. And <laughs> they come out of retirement to help old people like cross the street, basically. <laughs> Yes. Well, it's it ends up being them harassing them because they're like circling them and like telling people to go away. But yeah, I I, I like the because it was it was done in like a documentary style mm -hmm. type of way yeah. uh, where they're they're interviewing each of the adobo hosts. And they're kind of talking about the issues in their community and why they decided to do this. And uh, I was really into it. I was liking it a lot. I liked some of the drone shots yeah. in this, too. Um, at the end, I thought that was pretty clever. I think there was some other cool films that were using drone shots as well. I love how people can just go get a drone and get the coolest shots now. It's so easy to get coverage like that. Mm -hmm. And it, I love how more accessible it is to indie filmmakers. That's so great. Jared Morbach's telling you to go get drones again. I, I, I will say... <laughs> There was one scene where this lady was doing yoga and she was like orgasming oh to Jesus. Oh my god! I forgot. It made me so uncomfortable. Sexy yoga scene. <laughs> Jesus just touched me. Oh my god! It was funny, but then I'm also like, I'd love for this scene to end because this is out of control. So many good yeah. sexual innuendos in this film. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. by the newscaster. <laughs> the newscaster was amazing. Yeah. She had a bow tie just taped to her chest, yes. to her skin. It was out of control. And, um, and there was like this cool effect. I don't know if it was intended or not, but the lighting was reflecting in her eyes mm -hmm. and it actually looked really good. Uh, what were you going to say? I was going to say the, 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 the ultimate gag of that movie was they, the, one, the leader was drawing up their plan on the board like a football play. And she just draws this gigantic penis. Yes, of course. You knew it was coming. You knew and then the acronym for the plan penis. was P-E-N-I-S. As soon as you pull out a whiteboard, you're like, it's going to be some dick joke gag. You know it is. And it, it doesn't, it does not disappoint. And I still laughed. Yep. I still laughed at it. I loved it. So now talking about like the lighting reflecting off of the news reporter's eyes, there was another short where uh, there was a woman and she was in a space helmet. Oh, that was awesome. she was like, in, yeah, that one's really good. So I want to talk about that one. Uh, let me try to... Remember, I, I know what it is. It's it's Operation Pink Box. Operation Pink Box, I thought was really clever. I really liked this, uh, what they were doing with this movie, um, where she is like trapped in this space station where she has to complete her mission, which is to get this pink box or whatever of donuts. That was the whole wheels thing. And it's it becomes like a whole thing of like, oh, this is her depression and like, her like captain that she reports to is really her psychiatrist and mm -hmm. everyone's trying to help her get through this depression. But then it turns out at the end, no, she really is trapped in a space station. <laughs> and if you accidentally eat a donut, you go there. And um, that was really funny. But my big critique is where they were filming the scenes of the space station. Like I love the little like animation, hand-drawn stuff in the background, mm -hmm. all that stuff. And the practical effects were great. But 
the like the fan and the lighting was reflecting off of the helmet and it was very distracting mm, so it's yeah. something you got to keep in mind of like where you're putting the lighting and and how that's going to work i know it again nobody has we don't have like a ton of money to put in these these are very indie but it's i don't know how you would fix that i mean i guess just turn the ceiling fan light off and use your own stand-up lighting like put a lamp somewhere in the corner like behind the subject so it's not like reflecting off the 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 light but um i just thought it was a really cute film no i, I, I know i do too and there was another really <laughs> cool um animation like a completely animated film which was that's very impressive for 30 days yeah holy Wheel shit we of death was a pretty good one as well that was crazy um let's see i i wanted there was one more thing i know we're running up out of time so i wanted to mention before we close out landing on your feet by chris emery because this was one of my favorites it was so good uh glenn is down and out until he has a near-death experience that changes his perspective on life and uh this was the one about uh this guy was like yeah the guy was making some mac and cheese for his kids and his life is really hectic and crazy and he he accidentally slips you know on this like ambulance car and uh his life flashes before his eyes but it turns out just... most of his life is him jerking off <laughs> and it, that punchline was so fucking it funny was really to me good. and the special effect of him slipping and falling mm -hmm. was really cool yeah, i don't know I how it. you do that but it was neat we're fucking jackasses anyways hey Congratulations to everybody who yes. made these films. I think they're great. I'm sorry if we didn't get to them in time. There's a lot of fucking films. Next time, I we, we're going to definitely try to do a more comprehensive review. Hopefully, we can get a hold of those. Yeah, it would be a lot better, for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward get, to it next Get year. a hold of the footage like, more. They can only go up from here if this was the first Hell one. Hell yes. Absolutely. You got to take the first step, my friend. You thought there was more to that, but there wasn't. <laughs> no, I didn't think um, there was more to that. Okay, uh, Dan... Why don't you do the thing you always do? Absolutely. You can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can find us on email at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate you, and I'm thinking about you, and I hope I hope you're doing okay. And um, uh, thank you for letting us watch your films. It was really fun, and I can't wait to do it again. If you would like to hang out with us or chat with us in Discord, you can go to necropodicon.com. That is like Necronomicon, but you put a pod in there. And uh, you can click on a link to the Discord in that website. It will take you to us. You can come and say hello. You can say goodbye. You can say whatever you want, baby girl. And uh, we just like to have fun over there. If you think our show is pretty decent... You can find way better shows on the Necropodicon. <laughs> there's uh, improv shows. There's shows of uh, varying genre. There's some fun, uh, like, D&D &D Call of Cthulhu shows T -T on there. TTRPG. I mean, yeah, dude. There's fucking something for everybody, man. So, like, go check it out. But, yeah. Uh, again, appreciate you. Dan, you get the final word there. Buddy. Next year, whenever you are tasked with... Um, this Sacramento Comedy Club Festival, you can always hit up Jared Morbucks for a thousand dollars a pop, where he will provide you your drone and your camera and your audio equipment. A drone with a boom mic for every filmmaker. It'll fly around with the boom mic.
Lol, just kidding. Are you tired of podcasts that don't talk about things? Well, here we are. Come listen to Waffles and Mario talk about things. Thank you for listening to the intro to Waffles and Mario. Podcasts that don't talk about things? Well, here we are. Come listen to Waffles, Waffles and Mario talk, talk about things. things. Thank you for listening to the intro to Waffles and Mario talk about things. Look behind you. Look behind you. Look behind me, lad. What is it? Ask my knife. Walk, 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 walk. 
Are you tired of podcasts that don't talk about things? Well, here we are. Come listen to Waffles and Mario talk about things. Thank you for listening to the intro to Waffles and Mario talk about things.